This is Brian Finale, and you're listening to the My Lead System Pro Podcast. The podcast for entrepreneurs who want to grow, get better, and rewire your mind for success so you can build the business of your dreams. And now, it's time to dig deep with an MLSP industry top earner. Let's rock. Welcome to another episode of the Molly System Pro Wake Up Call podcast, and we have another amazing leader with us today. I love Aaron Birch's story because it's, it is so real, and it, I, to me, it doesn't get any better. You know, a gal who finds herself a single parent with a couple teenage boys at home making less than two grand a month Canadian did not know how to copy and paste. Like, that's, that's the, the backstory. That's the, that's what's going on. <laughs> Those are the circumstances when Aaron finds home business and Miley System Pro and, and all the things, right? And none of that is fabricated or exaggerated. She did not know how to copy and paste. She was making less than two grand a month as a jewelry artisan running around up in uh, Canada on the weekends to trade shows to sell her jewelry that she made. And imagine all of that plus now single mom, how much time she had. Not much, right? None of it mattered. She got to work. She invested, got extremely uncomfortable, and, and then she did the work every single day. And now she's free. She's a you know, master affiliate here, top earner in her network marketing company. And, and you know, we were just chatting this morning. Like she's got her own like TV show going coming out like on Roku. It's just, guys, a lot can happen when you just say, I want to go here. I want to create this life for me and my family. I want this level of impact for the tribe I'm serving. Crazy stuff can happen if you just get out of your own way. Aaron Birch is definitely a perfect example of that. Uh, again, master affiliate here and coach inside of Miley System Pro. Good morning, my friend. Welcome to the Wake Up Call. Good morning, Brian. Happy to be here. Pretty cool on that show, man. I know we were just texting. I'm going to toss it over to you and mute up, but it, it is pretty wild when you think about doors that open up when you uh, – you find alignment, you find your, your passion, and you just you, you get yourself and put yourself out there, and, and uh, it's just awesome. So happy for you. The call is yours. Thank you so much. So today, you guys, welcome to the call, first of all. Today, we're going to get into some psychology. So here is something you need to understand about sales, about marketing. People buy out of emotion and they validate their decisions with logic. Okay, you have to know that about human beings. So we're gonna talk about seven triggers. I have a couple bonuses for you. Seven triggers that make people buy. So think about when you go to buy something. I am so aware of my brain doing this now, I, I, I laugh at myself often. Like if, you're, if, if I'm walking by a clothing store, and let's say there's a green dress in the window. It's pretty. I want it. Do I need it? No. But I want it. Emotionally, I want that dress. I'm already envisioning myself wearing that dress, right? So the emotions are involved. Now my brain is going to validate me buying that dress with logic, meaning I'm now going, oh, well, I have that event coming up next month that will be perfect for that. Oh, and I have those brown boots, and I've never had anything that matches them. <gasps> they go perfectly with this green dress. So I'm almost talking myself into the buy, right? My emotions are already involved, and then I'm going to justify it with logic. 
Okay, this is what the people you are selling to and marketing are doing in their own heads. So, trigger number one is the empathy trigger. This is this trigger is essentially determining what your ideal prospect or customer thinks about, what they encounter on a daily basis, what they're going through in life what their struggles and challenges and pains are, what their desires are, what keeps them awake at night, what are they afraid of, how do they want to live, what do they want to achieve, what does their best life look like? Okay? It's about understanding and empathizing with your target audience, your perfect avatar. Because then you frame your marketing and your conversations around those pain points and those desires. You are essentially speaking their language. You're speaking directly to this person's pain points and desires. You're empathizing with them, okay? Do you see the power in that? When you do this, your potential customers or clients, they receive your message better and are much more apt to say yes and buy. Trigger number two, the curiosity trigger. If you've been doing attraction marketing for longer than a hot minute, you understand the power of curiosity. So when you see a movie trailer, well, they're peaking curiosity. Oftentimes you're like, oh my God, I don't even need to see the movie now. I know the whole deal. Sometimes that's a little too much information. But you want to peak people's curiosity, you want to give them a taste, but you do not give them all the details. Human beings have this need to know. They don't want to miss out. They love hearing secrets. Did you know the human brain always feels it needs to find the answer? If it's left without an answer, the human brain feels it needs to figure it out. So you can use this little tidbit about human nature in your marketing and in your conversations. So you're going to use this little strategy in sales and marketing by essentially withholding details, but also getting people's emotions involved so that they just have to know. Trigger number three, the new trigger. The new trigger works really well because people have a fascination with something being brand new. They want to be the first to have it. Think about why a lot of people will hop from business opportunity to business opportunity. They'll hop from company to company because it's a ground floor opportunity. It's the new thing on the block. So Apple has mastered this really, really well. They come out with a new phone every year. And if you've ever noticed, it's pretty much the same darn phone. They've switched it up a tiny bit so that they can say it's different. But essentially, it's the same darn phone. But people have to have it because it's new. There's also a big element, a status element involved there, though. It's like, did you get the new iPhone? I did. Right? So there's also status there. Now, question for you. If you're an affiliate here in MLFP slash digital mentors, what is something new 
that you could take advantage of. What's going on that's new here? If people want what is new, could you take advantage and leverage the fact that MLSP is going in a new direction? That they're adding so many things. Take advantage of the newness that we have here. Okay? Trigger number four, the familiarity trigger. That's a hard word to say. Familiarity. <laughs> anyway, familiar things breed comfort, ease, and trust. So think about this. Think of some of the household names, the household brands. Take the example of Kleenex. Now, I'm here in Canada. Very few people will say tissues. Oh, I need a tissue. They'll say, I need a Kleenex. Do you have a Kleenex? I need a Kleenex. Where are your Kleenexes? That's a brand name. That's not what the product is actually called. They're called tissues. But most people will call them Kleenex, in North America anyway, right? Because it's, it's, they're so familiar with the brand. They've grown up with that brand. That now becomes the name of the product, familiarity. And then when they go to the grocery store and they need tissue, they're more likely to buy Kleenex than any other brand. Power of branding. Think about comfort foods. When you have had a bad day and you want some comforting foods, first of all, why are they called comfort, comfort foods? Because they make us feel good. They're familiar. They're foods we're familiar with. Probably something we had in our childhood. A food that is attached to good feelings that creates that feeling of comfort. Another example for you, when you hear a new song and you're like, eh, then you hear it again and you're like, oh, maybe I kind of like this. Then you hear it again. You're like, oh, I think I like this song. And you hear it. By the time you've heard it 10 times, you're now singing along with it. It has become familiar to you. You like it way more than you did the first time you heard it. So think of the power in your marketing. How do you create this, that familiarity? You be seen. You make sure you are being seen. You make your audience familiar with you and what you do and who you serve and your products, your digital products. All of it. You make your audience familiar with you. So it creates that feeling of comfort. They've seen you around. That builds trust. If they only see you once in a while, it never creates that feeling of familiarity. And this is all within your control. Next one, number five, the authority trigger. Authority builds trust, and credibility. So I'm going to tell you a story that really drives this point home. So they did a little study a few years back where in a university, they had a guy stand up beside the whiteboard or the blackboard, whatever. And as all the students filed in, they took their seats and they started to pay attention to him. He had all their attention. 
Why is that? Because he was standing up there by the blackboard? They assumed he was the prof. In fact, he was just some dude who worked, you know, down the road at Burger King. But they assumed he was the teacher. He had authority, whether he deserved it or not. So, people take what you say and offer more seriously when they think and feel that you have some authority. Therefore, you must build your authority. So, why do you think it is people wear uniforms? Assumed authority. Can you imagine if a police officer was wearing dad jeans and a ratty old t-shirt covered in paint? Would he have the same level of authority? Would people take him seriously when he said, get down on your knees? You're much less likely to listen to him. But that uniform, see the psychology that happens in people's minds? You can create a really great level of authority for yourself. So this trigger again plays into the, the new trigger. People feel like they have, when people feel like they have something exclusive, they want it even more. Why? Because it's limited. There's a limited number. It's exclusive. Only a certain amount of people are going to get it or get in. Not everyone can have it. I want to be one of those people. This will prompt people to buy faster. Then we have the urgency trigger. Time is running out. You're going to miss out. Right? FOMO, fear of missing out. I don't want everyone else to get this but me. This is a powerful trigger. You pair that with exclusiveness, that's a magical combination right there. Why do you think it is on some lead pages you'll see a timer to create urgency? Time is running out, right? It works. It's very powerful. And it's, it's interesting because even when you know these things about marketing and you know it's happening, like you're seeing it and you know why they're doing it, I still fall for it. <laughs> and I know I'm falling for it. It's that powerful. So I have a bonus one for you. So this trigger is the situational dynamic trigger. When you relate your products, your business opportunity, your service, whatever it is, you relate that thing to your prospect. You relate it to the situation that they are in. So how do you find out what situation they're in? You have to ask questions. You ask questions to find out why they might want your thing. What has you wanting this right now? What's going on in your life? What do you desire? What pain points are going on? So you have to ask questions to find out what's going on in their world, their pain points, their desires. What do they want? You need to know these things because then you're going to frame whatever it is you're going to offer. You frame it as a solution. If you don't know what they want and why they want it, it's really hard to perfectly frame your offer as a solution. And then you're not hitting on their pain points. Now there's no emotion involved. So they're less likely to buy. So you have to ask prospects questions. You have to ask your audience questions. You have to get inside their head and empathize with them. 
okay? Because then you're able to frame your offer as the perfect solution. So I have one more bonus for you. This is the objection raising trigger. So all human beings, when they hear something, will automatically have some rejections. Some, sorry, objections. They will have objections pop up into their mind. Oftentimes it's, is it worth the money? Do I have the time for this? Could I figure this out? Am I smart enough to do this? Could I do this? Human beings will always have these objections that naturally pop up. So knowing that, how could you kind of head those objections off at the pass? Knowing the objections your prospects will have about the thing that you're offering, and then you address those objections in your marketing and in your conversations can stop those objections from happening in the minds of your, of your perfect avatar, your audience, your customer. So you address the, object, the objections you know they're going to have in your copy and in your conversations, and they're much less likely to pop up. Also, when someone feels that you're kind of in their head, like you understand them. Oh my God, I was just thinking that. And you just like addressed that question that was in my head. Oh my God, are you psychic? That builds trust. That builds credibility. That builds authority. It builds know, like, and trust, you name it. It builds all of it. When they feel you understand them. So I can't remember what um, big marketing guru said this, but it's, it's a beautiful, it, I mean, it's so true. When you understand what's going on in the mind of your buyer better than they understand what's going on in their own head, you've got yourself a sale. So there's a lot of psychology involved in marketing. And when you understand these things about human nature and you use it in your marketing, your sales are going to go up. So if you need to replay this, this call, go for it. Because you must be using triggers in your marketing and in your conversations. Because again, it all boils down to people make decisions, buying decisions out of emotion, and they will validate them with logic. So you must be creating those emotions in the first place. But also some of these triggers, like the objection-raising trigger, that will help them validate the decision to buy much more easily when you've already addressed it. They don't have to do it so much in their own mind because you've done it in your copy or when you're talking to them, right? So any of those objections that come up, you've addressed them. Now it's much more easy for them to logically make the decision. They're already emotionally involved if you've created that. And now you've made it easier for them to justify the buy. So never forget that, okay? People make buying decisions out of emotion and then they will justify it with logic. 
So I hope that helps you out. That's kind of marketing 101. And listen to this a couple of times and, you know, take some notes, start applying it into your marketing and in your conversations. So you can use this in your Facebook posts. You can use this in your emails, your Facebook stories, your videos. And of course, in your conversations. Oh, and your sales funnels as well. You're going to use it everywhere. So I hope that helps you out. Hope you have an amazing day. Hope you apply this into your marketing today and every day. And I will see you over on the MLSP fan page in just a couple of minutes. You have been listening to the My Lead System Pro Podcast with Brian Finale and the MLSP Leaders. To learn how MLSP can help you get more leads and make more money in your business starting today, visit www.mlsp.com and take your risk-free test drive. MLSP.com. That's MLSP.com, creating tomorrow's leaders today.